0: My subject for today is what has you fenced in? What has you fenced in? Now a fence is a barrier intended to prevent escape and you can go anywhere and you'll see a fence on people's property. I've seen them Six feet tall, seen them even taller. I've seen the kind that you can see through, some just maybe two lines running through. But the purpose of it is to prevent escape of something or to keep something from coming in on your side. Now, the Lord gave me this subject. I said, This is like, I don't even, I can't even imagine where I'm going to find scripture. To go with this, and I, I had my sister laughing yesterday, and I said, Dora, you know I'm just really having a you know, tough time with this subject because I'm just trying to find where I can get some scriptures to go with this what has you fenced in. Uh, most of us don't even realize that we are fenced in. It has simply become a way of life to you, but if you would just listen to yourself, listen to your conversation you'll find it just where you are. Most of you find that your biggest roadblock is reaching your destiny. And one thing about that is your thinking. It's your thinking that roadblocks you reaching your destiny. And your thinking comes from your mind. Believe it or not, your fence is your mind. Your fence is your mind. So if you change your thinking and change your words, All right. your whole world will change. All of this begins with your mind. I have to repeat that again. I said, your fence is in your mind. Now, there's something that came out many years ago called an invisible fence. And people that had pets bought these invisible fences because they wanted to make sure their pet wouldn't go astray. You couldn't see it, but that animal could feel it. And when he went or thought he was gonna go out of the perimeter, he was zapped with a little something that would cause him to back off. So what I'm trying to get you to see today is we all have fences that we need to get past. Fences for your property to keep people from coming over on that, that's one thing. But when it comes to your life, when it comes to receiving from God, we need to find out what fences are blocking us that are keeping us from moving towards God and his Word. Just as, I, just as God asked me this question, that's why I'm asking you. Now, um, to find out what has you fenced in, you can ask. I had just a few questions that I'm going to ask you. For instance, are your thoughts mostly negative or positive? Are they mostly negative or positive? I'm going to let you think about that. Do you criticize or encourage? Are you grateful for what you have or do you complain? This is not a jumping up and down, make you feel good message, I can tell you that right now. So I'm glad we had a good time because this is not that kind of message. Do you fear the future? Do you fear the future or keep an eye open for opportunities? Do you see a bright future? Or just more of the same old thing? Now you may say, man, this sounds like a downer to me today. It can be and probably has been because those questions I just asked you are your fences. And people go around and say, well, that's not me, that's not me. I don't say this, I don't say that. Oh, yes, you do. Everybody does. Sometimes it comes right out of your mouth and you don't realize it. it just flies right out. And you say, Later on, you might get by yourself saying, now that was stupid. Why did I say that? Because on a reg, you, know, you probably wouldn't have said that. But sometimes we get caught up in the audience. People were around and things just fly out of our mouth that we have no business saying, but we say it and we just keep on moving. That's a fence. Another area in our life where we find ourselves fenced in is when we get a word from the Lord to go in a certain direction. You know, the word is powerful and it, na- it enables us to step out in faith and begin to walk the way the Lord tells us. And it says everything seems to be going along fine. And all of a sudden, your, your head's messed up. You're confused. Wait a minute. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. This, this doesn't look right to me. This do not feel good. Lord, what's, what's, what's going on? This usually happens when oppression comes against you. And you begin to question if you heard God or not. See, the enemy loves doing that. He loves messing with your head. You know you received the word from God. And now his opportunity is to come in and try to throw a fence up. To keep you from getting to where you know God told you to go. From making the move he told you to make. So he'll set fear in. First thing. Oh, things aren't going as so I thought they were going to go. See, you have to understand, too, when the Lord gives you a word, I think a lot of us think that it's just supposed to be smooth. You know, no bumps, no hiccups, everything's just supposed to just roll right on over. Just like the pastor always says, not like you just think it's just ripe apples, it's just going to drop right off the tree into your lap or your bucket. It doesn't go like that. There are stages and processes But the thing is, the fences that the enemy throws up is to cause you to fear and think because there's a hiccup, there's a bump, that God didn't say what he said. Because if God said that, you wouldn't be going through all these changes. This wouldn't be happening. That wouldn't be happening. But, you know, the Lord is with you regardless of the hiccups, the bumps, the slows, the, you know. You know, sometimes you're driving along and maybe it's an area you're not really familiar with. So, you, you're clipping along whatever the speed limit says. So, you're just moving along with the, you know. And then all of a sudden, there's a big old gash in the road, and you can't do anything but hit it. And you're moving along, and you're like, bam! I said, Oh, Lord, I've done that. And I apologize to my car. I said, You know what, sweetheart? I'm so sorry. You know, I'm not trying to blow your tire, I'm not trying to knock the front end alignment out. But it was there. I I didn't realize it was there, so I'm clipping along thinking the road's going to be smooth like it's supposed to be. And what's waiting for me? A big old hole. Well, that's what happens in our life. The Lord is to send us down the road, and we just think, well, the Lord sent me down the road, so everything's good. Nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be good. With Him, it will. But see, the thing is, we get so caught up in what we're standing for that we forget there's things that's going to come in between that. Between the, the yes And the amen See there's time and space in between that It's the same thing when it comes to your giving You give You speak over it You make your confession Alright Lord, you know, I gave my tithes today Now I'm looking for you to do this X, Y, and Z next week You know, I need X amount of dollars And I'm looking for it to happen Because I did this And you going to have to do that Well, it doesn't always work that way But planting seed needs time to grow and the growth comes from what you say over that seed. All right. We know it's good soil. Yeah. But you still need to speak over the seed. Okay. Now, the fences that we keep throwing up or getting caught up in is the economy. You know, people need to be holding on to their money. Gas prices are higher than they've ever been before. There are more people in the state of New Jersey laid off than any state in the, in the nation. You'll hear all these kinds of things all around you. And you know what? If you don't catch yourself, you'll be agreeing with those same things. And then those same fences will come up in your life and they'll be popping up everywhere. And you'll find yourself pulling back. Well, I ain't going to church today because they're be looking for me to give. Oh, I can't come out Wednesday night because that's more gas I got to burn up. You know, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of fences. And I laugh because I tell people, I said, it's funny. How, when it comes to the church, you can find every kind of excuse why you should not do X, Y, and Z? But if it's something you want to do on the outside, doesn't matter if you had two pennies, $20, whatever. You want to do it, you're doing it. You don't care about the fence. You're going around the fence. You jump over the fence. You tear down the fence to get to wherever it is you want to go, to do whatever it is you want to do. Am I right? You don't have to agree with me, but I know I'm right. Well, when it comes to the house of God, we got all kinds of fences set up here, there, and everywhere that keep you from doing what God has expected us to do. We say we love him. We honor him. We want to be with him. And we choose not to. Oh, I'm so busy. Some people put everything before God, every kind of schedule. I said, it's amazing. People can be so faithful going to current events, but they can't be faithful to the one they serve. I have a hard time with that. That Almighty God, who you should be spending time with, you don't have time for Him. You've got a fence thrown up. Oh, I got this to do. I got that to do. I got shopping to do. I got cleaning to do. I've got this and the other. All these fences you put up. But you cannot find yourself spending time with God until you get jammed up. And then now, Lord, please help me. Jesus, what am I going to do? But you allowed your fences to keep you from doing what you're supposed to do, from being where you need to be. Lord, I want to hear from you. Do you really? When you got every fence, you can sit up and watch TV all night long. You can play your games all hours. Don't even get tired, sometimes tired and still playing. Texting all night long on the internet, but can't get you to pray. can't get you up to pray can't get you to pray before you go to bed fences fences what kind of fence do you have today what are you allowing those fences to keep you from doing I told you this wasn't going to make you happy kind of message but you know what it's one that I have to talk about because we need to think about what we're doing because yes God is good but we've got fences in our life that we need to take them down. See when you come here you walk around people don't see no fence on you. You just walk around everywhere, hey, they look good. Everything is good. It's the people talking about it today. See, this looks all right. But you got invisible fences all around you. Everywhere. Somebody asked you to do something. Yeah, really? Right. Not me. Holding on to stuff fences. Somebody stepped on your foot I'm still mad 10 years later. Every time I see him, mm, let me go the other way. That's a fence. But I love God. No, that's a fence. Oh, I knew it was gonna get quiet on that one. But that love walk, that's some kind of fence. Child, she better not come over here. Mm-mm, don't come up here in my face. I'm still salty about what you did. No, yeah, I know I said I was sorry. She said she was sorry and I said I forgave her. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, i hug her like this. You ever seen people do that? Hey, how you doing? Really? That's a fence. And you walk in offense. And the Lord's not happy about that fence. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. He's not happy with that. We say, Lord, I'm trusting you to do this, that, and the other. Lord, I'm looking for you to open doors for me, but you can't speak to your sister when you see her. You're going to go the other way. I remember somebody a long, long time ago, and this was before I was even, you know, where I am in the Lord. I went nowhere near this. Somebody had done something to me. And, you know, it's funny how sometime the Lord will allow you to see a person way ahead before they see you. I said the Lord, but it really, really wasn't the Lord. I was just looking. I said, man, I'm glad I saw them first. I'm going this way. I'm going the other way. And hopefully they didn't see me. You ever been in a situation like that? Because if somebody you still have a bad feeling towards and you're just so thankful they didn't see you before you saw them, so you can cut around and don't have to speak. Oh man. Cause I sure didn't want to say nothing to them. I sure didn't want to see them. Or somebody call and ask you something. Would you like to do so-and-so? Or would you be interested in doing this? No. You didn't even think about it. You didn't even think, you didn't even take a breath. No. All right. God bless you. I love you anyhow. No, she don't. But she really does. Because you know what? She has gone past that fence. You still have yours. And every chance you get, you are putting more nails in yours. You're painting it. Make sure it looks good. You shake on it. If it's too loose, you put it further down on the ground so you can make it stronger. So when they come by you again, even if they bump up against you, you can make sure they ain't going to soften you any. So your fence is still strong, you know, still got that bad feeling towards that person. Let me tell you something. The Lord knows about that fence. And he said today, let's get rid of those fences. We don't have time, saints, to be playing with fences in our life. We don't have that kind of time. We're supposed to be believers. People in the world are supposed to be looking at us. But if they come in and they see this, that, the other going on, whispers, heads turning, snickering, <laughs> things of that nature, they're like, whoa, something wrong with that group? Yeah. Something wrong with that bunch? You'd be surprised how easily people can read. People from the outside can come in, yeah. read you very well. It doesn't take them long. Yeah. And they can see all the fences. You say, what? To hear feedback from other people. Yeah. yeah. Those people there, they don't believe in, you know, they make you feel like, like you shouldn't be there. Or oh, I notice they don't even hug one another unless they're told to do so. And they walk past each other like something wrong. I said, boy, that's not good. We got to get rid of those fences today, saints. Get rid of the fences in our lives so that we can hear clearly when God is speaking to us. Sometimes we say, you know what? I I can't hear what the Lord is saying to me. You know why? Because you have so many fences up. God is talking to you. You're not really listening. Because in your mind, things are going around in your mind like, hmm. Hmm. I don't know about that. Hmm. Really? If you would say, "Lord, I'm to the place now. I'm not doing that anymore. I know you're not pleased with that bad behavior I've had going on in my life all this time. I'm giving it all over to you. From this moment on, I am taking down those fences. Sometimes people have issues with their parents from long time, haven't gotten it right. They may not even be on this planet anymore, but it's still a fence in your life that you won't get past because you know why? You don't want to. You've had it so long, it's become a part of you. And it's an ugly fence. You see, some fences, they're so ugly. When they start to go bad, they all get beat up and they look really bad. You see, you know what? They need to take that fence down. It is disgusting. Well, that's the way it is. When you're holding on to old stuff, tear the fence down. Tell, Call a man up. You know what? Come get this. I am tired of looking at this. This fence is serving no purpose. I'm going to get rid of it. We have to stop letting fences determine our destiny when God already has a plan for us. But we're too so busy holding on to these fences that we can't get what God Sometimes we've been hurt, and people will, they'll hold on to that hurt. They'll set themselves up, say, oh, it's nowhere in the world I'm going to ever trust anybody because I've been hurt before. This has happened. That's happened. The other. So you won't even allow your heart to open up. And let the love of God come in and heal you. Take that fence down to the ground and then go up underneath the earth and pull it all up. You know, when you put a fence in, and, and I can talk about this because I put one in before. I had a six-foot fence I helped put in. Let me tell you something. You got to dig about six feet down at least and put those posts in before you even put the sections of the fence in. Because if you don't, the first wind come along, that probably going down. So you got to put that post in. And then you got to put something down there to stabilize it so it don't rock anymore. And then you put the other pieces on to make sure that that fence is going to stay in place. That's what happens when you just keep holding on to old hurts, old offenses, old things you need to get rid of so you can see God in his fullness. So you can hear what he needs to say to you. Sometimes we say, Lord, how come it's taken so long? Because you still got fences all around you. The Lord is a perfect gentleman. He is not going to knock your fence down. He's left his word here telling you, giving you instructions. Get rid of it. Remove it. You don't need it. He tells us to speak to the mountain. He's telling you today, speak to your fences. Say, Lord, I'm getting rid of these fences. I'm not going to let anything else have me fenced in. I've been fenced in too many years to come this far and miss out on the things that God has for me because of my ego, my pride. Really? Who cares about pride? Lord, I want all of you. I'm trying to get this thing right. Fences got to go. Because when you get jammed up and you need to hear a word from God, honey, you could care less about that. That's what I always laugh at. People say, oh, I don't believe in God. Let the plane you're sitting on all of a sudden take a dip. And the captain's on there, look, strap down, put your hands down because I can't do nothing. The plane's going down. I bet you'd be hollering Jesus loud than anybody in there. You want, the people won't even be able to hear what the captain's saying because you're hollering Jesus and God help me so loud. But they don't believe in God. That's the cry of today. The, the Lord is telling us, don't be fenced anymore. Don't let these fences keep you captive. Get rid of the fences. So this is the time you need to get back into that word and start speaking until your faith builds back up. You know, because when the Lord tells you to do something and it doesn't seem like it's working for your good, it's working for your good. But don't stop. Don't let that fence trap you and keep you from trusting God. What you have to do if you get off track, you go right back to where you first heard that word. When the Lord first told you, what he first told you, get back to that place. See, you know what, Lord, I got off track, but I am going back to where you first told me that word. When you spoke that word to me, that's where I'm going back. Because, see, at that time, you were praying, you were confessing. You were reading God's word, you had clear understanding, you heard him, it was clarity there. But defenses the started to pop up because things weren't looking good. You know how it is when you have a good idea? I told Lord that I said, Lord, I don't want no more good ideas. I don't mean no harm. I said, You know what I want? I want God ideas. Because when you get a God idea, that means God's gonna back it up. But when you get a good idea, you're really on your own. You're on your own. But when you get that God idea, honey, you talking about you'll be hard to handle? You'll be hard to handle. You'll be hard to handle. Fence. Child, you can take that fence and kick it with your foot. I don't care if it's a six-footer. Didn't David take down Goliath? And I know he was a big fence. He had everybody scared to death. Well, guess what? These fences that's all around, time to kick them down. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Every day, Lord, I thank you for a God idea. Yes, it should be in this church. This church should be self-sufficient. You can ask for a God idea. Believe me, the Lord didn't run out of ideas. Man has, but God hasn't. You know, you see those programs come on and say, man, I thought of something like that. See, you didn't do nothing with it. Lord turned around and gave to that guy, and that guy said, you know what? I really don't know how to make this thing happen, but you gave me the idea. I need your wisdom to tell me how to get this thing out there. And then, after it gets out there, to be successful. See, that's a God idea. I don't care, young, old, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age you are. Lord, I thank you for a God idea. A God idea. You want the wealth of the world? This is what we turn over to us? Call in God ideas. Lord. It's too many sinners running around here with ideas that everybody's being a part of. And they ain't doing nothing for his kingdom. Nothing. And we got all these believers sitting around here and ain't tapping into nothing. Really? Oh, I'm getting greedy now. I ain't desperate. I'm getting greedy. Lord, I thank you for a God idea every day that everybody wants. That's going to be in everybody's house. I remember when the computers. I said, man, we ain't going to have that in our house. For what? Well, we need a computer. Please. Guess what? We got so many of them old ones, new ones, Some you need to toss out. Them bypass computers, them went to iPads, laptops, iPhones, all these things, all these ideas that have come up. And everybody had, but I don't care how much you fight. They said, Oh, I'll never get that. I'll never get that. Next thing you know, well, I guess a better, so I won't get left out. Yeah. But think about God. Think about the God ideas. The Lord knows. Let me tell you something. The jet planes. They could have been flying back there. Jesus had to ride no donkey if he didn't want to. He could have caught a jet. He could have caught a jet. But see, it wasn't put into man. There was nobody looking for God ideas. That's why he had to get on that little donkey, which was a Bentley, by the way, or Rose. And he got on there and he rode on through town. But it could have been a jet. But see, man wasn't they weren't there yet. But didn't mean God didn't know nothing about a jet. He knew look at Noah with the ark. Mind blown when you think about that man. All he did, all those dimensions, all that work. First, you got to get the tree. Then you got to cut it down. With what? His teeth? Did he have a saw? He had no chainsaw. He wasn't running the Home Depot. He had no measuring tape. But that's a God idea. Isn't that amazing? And look how far we've come. And when I've been asking God for God ideas, we too busy hanging around fences. Well, I don't think that's for those people. I'm not smart like that. I don't think I could have that. Don't get fenced in by your education or lack thereof. Don't get fenced in about where you may live now. It's all temporary. Do you understand me? Oh, I could never live in a house like that. You're right, you just said it. So if that's what you say, that's what you have. I could never have a car like that, and you probably won't. Because you're fenced in, you have to have a certain amount of money, you have to be a certain kind of person, have a certain kind of education to have those things. Not true. But see, there's a fence there that you've locked in and saying, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I want to be a doctor. I always ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you think about when you finish? Which way are your head going for education? And when I hear them say, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a lawyer. Woo hoo! That's right. God idea. Like we encouraging Sister J today, God idea. Yeah. Keep putting it in her. Put it in your children. Don't let fences come up. That nonsense the kids in school may laugh and pick at them. Oh, you'll never mount to nothing. Yes, you will. Because I'm not gonna allow you to put a fence around my child. You understand me? Because that child was given to me by God. That's God's child. And I'm not gonna allow your fence or anybody else's fence keep my child from being where it needs to be.